Okay, we are learning Daf Nun Dalit. We're talking about, uh, we just mentioned right at the end, the story with Buria. So now the Gemara mentions another story with Buria. Again, Reb Meir's wife. It says the Gemara, body in the bottom of Nun Gimel Beis. Buria Ashkalhu Tamido, she found a, a Talmud, a yeshiva boy, he was learning, but he was learning quietly. So Bashtalei, so she... So Bachelet, she kicks him. Amalei, she says, Loka Kasa doesn't it say in the Pasik Arucha Bakol Ushimura? It says in the Pasik everything's arranged and it's strong. If it's if all of the Torah is arranged in all the limbs of a person's body, the total number of limbs is two hundred and forty eight Mishameris, then it's going to be guarded. A person won't forget of him. But if not, in Mishameris it's gonna end up that will be forgotten. So when you learn out loud in a loud voice, then all the person's limbs are moving. So if they're all moving, then the Torah will be Mishdamer. But if it's quiet and a person is just reading quietly to themselves, then the Torah will not be uh, guarded. Says the Gemara Tana, it was taught in a, the Tana taught, Tamarachah the Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar had a student, she used to learn quietly. After three years, he forgot what he learned. Tana, different Tana says, Tamarachah the Rabbi Lazar, again, he has the same student, she's Chayv, she's He became Chayv, the death penalty, because something he had done uh, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's, it's unclear exactly what he had done. The Gemara is just saying that he was Chayv Sreif HaLamakam. So Amru, but they said, leave him alone, Adam because he is a great person. Adam Gadol Shemesh, I'm sorry, that he was, he was Meshamesh, he was, he was uh, servicing a great person, meaning Rabbi Lazar. Since he was Rabbi Lazar's Talmud, so in the Schuss of Rabbi Lazar, we should spare him. You sharp one. When you're learning, you should open your mouth and read it out Open up your mouth and turn it. Said the Mishnah Allah. Say so your learning will stay with you. You'll get long. You'll have a long life. It says the Torah gives life to the people who find them, and it cures. It's a cure for all for all bodies. Don't read it to the ones who find them. Read it to the ones who say it. To the ones who say it out loud, it gives them life. So there's even a, a school here for, for longevity. If you say Torah out loud, in this world you have to grab and you eat, grab and drink. Meaning, whatever you're able to learn in this world, you should you should grab the opportunity. Because this world, which we're going to leave, it's like a wedding, meaning it's like a fast party. And even though there's a lot of stuff, but after all is said and done, we're going to lose it all. So, game as much as you can. Says the If you have if you have a lot of stuff. Which person hates the So treat yourself good now. Don't 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 push it off. Shein because you're not going to enjoy. Um, you're not going to enjoy it in the grave. And 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 death can come in any moment. And Tomar and if you're going to say, oh, let me leave it over for my kids, uh, as opposed to spending money on yourself, when you're in the grave, who's going to tell you whether or not they actually take your money? And really, what happens is that people are like grass. Some grow and some die. So meaning to say that. The person's kids, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out even after a person's died. So you don't have to be so busy leaving them money. So the interesting concept here, this last Gemara, because it really seems to be saying, like, to, 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 to give you, to, to treat yourself, to pamper yourself. That's like the point, because what are you saving your money for? Says the Gemara, Someone who's traveling on the road and no one's accompanying him. So he's all alone on the road. What should you do? The words of Torah are Livia's Chain, they accompany a person. Chosh Barosho, someone who has pain in his head, a headache, Yask Batari, should learn Torah, Shnamar Kivu Lezchen, Hilnu Roshacha. They help your head. Chosh Barosho, a person who has is pain in his throat, Yask Batari, again, learn Torah, Shnamar Rachel, Magarko Sacha. It says it's like an anak, which is like like a necklace for your throat. Chosh Barosho, someone who has um, a stomach, stomach virus, Yask Batari, should learn Torah, Shnamar Rachel, Shnamar it's going to be um, a cure for your for your stomach. Chosh Barosho, he has pain in the bones, Yask Batari, Shnamar, Mishiko, Lazma Sacha. And also, 
strengthen for the bones, strength for the bones. And if there's pain throughout the entire body, also with Torah, also you should learn Torah, Shinemar, Ulachol, Besorum, Arpev. It will, it, will it will cure all his entire body. Says the Gemara, Let's see how different Akadosh Baruch Hu is from people. Me, that's supposed to be When a person gives a medicine over to his friend who's sick, let's say, Yafet. So for this person, the medicine, the medicine could be good. Let's say, Kasha, a different person, a different person with different illness, it could be very hard. In other words, illness and, 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 and different illnesses respond differently to different medicines. It's not like that. He gave us the Torah, which is compared to a medicine, it's medicine of life for the whole body. And the idea is that whatever a person is sick with, the Torah will always protect him. What's the meaning of the Pasuk? What's sweet when you, when you, um, when you remember them, we're talking about Torah. When you remember them in your in your stomach, and your lips are, are holding them together. Even when the words of Torah sweet, only when you hold them in your belly. When you don't when you don't forget them, that's when it's sweet. When you remember what you learn, there's a sweetness to learn. When can you rem- remember what you learn? When you when you put your lips uh, to it, meaning when you you speak out the words, so you're arranging them with your lips. So then they're going to be remembered. So this is a different idea of. It's a big school to, to say it's so that the Torah should become sweet because you're going to remember it. Rabzera Mahachar Rabzera said, if you learn from here, Simchal Ishmael Piv Dover Beitomato. Person that gets a lot of joy when he can answer something and it's right time. So Amos says, when does a person is very happy? You know, everyone learns, but what's when does a person really feel happy about his learning? When he knows how to answer a shail of halacha. If you if you know the answer to something because you've learned it, then that satisfaction brings a person total joy. Another When does a person have joy in answering things? When he knows when he's learning something in the right time. Meaning, a person has a special simcha. It's amazing to learn this gemara right before sukkah. So a person has a special simcha in learning the laws of a holiday. You learn, you learn the laws of sukkahs on sukkahs. There's nothing more geshmak than that. It's a very wholesome feeling. So it says about Torah that the matter of Torah is close to you and your mouth and your heart to do it. So what does it mean? When is the Torah close to you? So when it's in your mouth and your heart to do it. So meaning when you speak it out, out loud, and it's going to remain in your heart and you'll remember it and then you're going to be able to do it. It says in the Pasuk here, until him that the Tava of the Liba, what a person's heart wants, you give it to him. And what he says, you've never held back from what a person, what he says. So what we interpret it means, when is a person's desires given to him? When you give him the understanding that um, from the lips, meaning when, when, if, when, when, meaning that if he knows that he, he always has to be saying things out loud, that's when you give him the desire of his heart. So basically, you're about and learning when you say things out loud. Rava Rami, Rava had a contradiction between the two parts of that posture. It says that you give the desire of a person's heart, you give him. So it sounds like that, that it's even just in the heart, even just before you even ask for them. As, as, as soon as you just want something, um, you, you get it fulfilled. But then it says, but what he asked for, about you don't withhold. So it sounds like that uh, you have to ask for it. So which is it? Is it what we want Hashem fulfills or, or, or what we ask for that Hashem fulfills? So Rav answer is Zacha, if you're if you're Zoycha, meaning you're lucky, then Tavas Libunasatl, you get it even from just even without a person asking for it. Lo Zacha, but if he's not Zoha, he's not so lucky, then you have to ask for it. And then you have to and then, and then you'll get it. Says wherever it says one of these words, Netzach it means that there's never going to be an interruption. These are words that mean eternity. 
Hashem says, I won't be angry forever. So that's a, a proof that, that with the word, the word uh, Netzach means forever. So we see in that context that Hashem is going to be Yushalayim forever. So we see that it means, again, eternity. Okay, so now the Gemara will more about Torah. Amar. We said that the Torah is like a necklace for the throat. So, if a person makes himself like a necklace, a necklace, you, 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 you don't wear it so tight. A necklace is loose around his neck. So, that means that a person is loose, meaning he's not so tight, he's not so, he doesn't get mad at people. Sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. A lot of times, the, it's covered up, and covered up by a beard, and can't see it. So, so too, the idea is that Torah. Um, the person who's learning Torah, he doesn't always, he always he's, he, he, it's hard to find him, meaning he's like in some private base measures or something learning. You don't usually see him outside. So Mudim is going to be other. And that's the person that he'll be Zoha to remember his learning. But if not, he will not remember his learning. What's the meaning of the Pasuk? That his cheeks, this person of Torah, is like the bed of spices. It makes him ask because every person makes himself like a bed, the bed is like everyone steps on it, right? It's a, it's a very, person doesn't have so much guive and arrogance that he minds if people step on him. He's a humble person. And he's like a spice that the people, he gives gives other people to smell, meaning that he's teaching Torah to other people. Then it's like a, it's a skula. It helps you remember what you learn. But if not, then you won't remember what you learn. So here we're talking about the, the luchos when the Torah was given. So it says that they were luchos of stone. So if a person makes his cheeks like a stone, which um, don't become worn from people, so meaning it doesn't bother a person to always be speaking Torah, right? It doesn't bother a person that his cheeks are like a stone that everybody steps on, that he's always using his cheeks to teach more. Then Tahudim is going to be other. That's how he's going to remember his learning. But if not, if it's very annoying for him that he always, if people are always asking questions, he always has to talk, then he's ultimately not going to remember what he learns. What's the meaning of the Pasuk? Right? This is what it says. So what Hashem wrote, the first Luchos, it was Charas. It was engraved onto the tablet. So, if not for the fact that the first Luchos have been broken, right? Moshe Rabbeinu broke them after Chate Egel. If not for that, if we still had the first Luchos, then the Torah would never have been forgotten. We understand Charas ala Luchos. It means that because of the Luchos, it was Charas. It was engraved. Engraved is a permanent, right? The Torah would have been permanently engraved on Klai Yisrael. We never would have forgotten anything if not for Chate Egel. So that's the difference. The Luchos Harishonos, right, was perfect. It was the, the handiwork of God. It was the second Luchos where the work of Moshe, the work of man. So in the work of man, so then there's, there's imperfections. Says the Gemara, Rav Achabar Yaakov Amar Inkol Umavala Shatasbah. That is another thing. The first Luchos never been broken, that no other nation would have ever um, hurt Kla Yisrael. Shinemar Charis, it says, Charis Atakrichos Alacheris. It means we would have been free, like we would have been above the rest of the nations of the world getting to us. Amar Av Masna, Maidil, say, what's the meaning? The Pasuk, Midbar Matana. So this is talking about the, all the stops of the Jewish people, the masos that they made in, uh, in the Midbar. So what is the meaning of all these places? If a person makes himself like the, a Midbar, a Midbar wilderness, everybody just steps on it. He's meaning a person's humble. Then he'll remember what he learns. Then he'll get the gift. Meaning if he makes himself like the desert, then he'll get the gift of Torah. But if not, then he won't remember what he learns. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yosef had a problem against Rava with the son of Yosef. They had a fight. And it came the day before uh, Yom Kippur. So Rava said, Let me go and, and ask Mechila from Rav Yosef. 
He found Rav Yosef Shamish was mixing a cup of wine, right? They used to dilute the wine back then with water. So, so Rav Yosef Shamish was diluting the wine for Rav Yosef. So Amalei Rabbah said, Have leave, I'm again, I'll give it to me. I'm a good bartender. So Yavle, Mazke, so Shamish gave it to him, Rabbah mixed it. Now you have to know, understand this. Come on, Rav Yosef was blind. He didn't notice Rabbah. He didn't see that Rabbah was there. So the Tommy, but when he tasted the wine that Rava had prepared, Amar he said, He said, This the way it tastes, it seems like it was fixed by Rava. So Amalei Rava said, I know who. Ah, it was me. I'm here. So Amalei Rav Yosef said, Lo Don't sit down until you explain this pasuk. My what's the meaning of the pasuk? Again, these are all the masos so the psukim. It says they went from all these stops. From the midbar to Matana, Matana, Nachla, Nachla, to Bamas, Bamas, the guy. So Amalei Rava answered, Hey, don't mind smashing him. Every person treats himself like the world in his shakold ashim, but everybody steps on it. Meaning the Torah is humble. He may, he's a humble person. So Torah, Nilo, Matana, then Torah will be given to him as a gift. Matana, once he's given to him as a gift, Nachla, Kel. Then Hashem makes it his Nachla, like his inheritance, something that he totally acquires. Shunemar, Matana, Nachliel. First is a gift, and then it becomes an inheritance from Hashem. Once it becomes his inheritance from Hashem, all of Dula becomes great. Shunemar, Nachliel, Bamos. He raises up. So the person who's raised up from the Torah, in Megas Libo, he gets haughty because of it. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Mashpila, Hashem pushes him down. Shnami Bamos Agai. It says in the pasuk, from Gamos to the valley, meaning Hashem will put him in his place. From Choser Bo, but if he, if then he does tshuva and he repents for being too haughty, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Mashpila, then Hashem picks him up again. Shnami Kolge, you know, I say every valley can be raised up. This is the pasuk in Yeshaya, so we understand that that's what it's a reference to. This guy, that the person who was haughty and then went down, will get picked up. It says the Gemara, Rav Huna Ma'ad what does the pasuk mean? It says that our flock was there, and Hashem, Hashem, Hashem prepared a lot of good for the poor. So it sounds like Kali Yisrael here is like a flock. If a person makes himself like a wild animal, we're considered like animals, we're Hashem's flock. So we have to treat ourselves like an animal. What does it mean to treat ourselves like an animal? Well, if you observe wild animals, the rest is Valkhelas, they kill and they eat it right away. Right, you know, they don't hang around, wait for it to be meat and grill, this, that. They just eat, they devour, they devour what they kill. So, so to we, we're supposed to review what we learn immediately and not push it away. If Ikadami, other people say the difference, that the comparison to them wild animals is a little bit different. Shemesrachas valchels. We'll do, an animal will do anything. We'll put itself down in order to get any food. We'll do anything to get food. So, 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 so to we, we should do anything to learn. Then we'll remember what we learned. But if it's not like that, a person will remember to be there. If he does it, Hashem himself personally attends to the person to make him a meal. Like it says in the Pasuk, Hashem gives to the poor. Hashem gives to the poor, so that's us. Okay. Says the Gemara, Amar, now we're going to learn all about schoolists for learning, remembering what you learn. Amar, the person who guards the fig tree, he will eat the fruit. So what's the pshat? You guard the fig tree, eats the fruit of the tree. So it means that the um, simple pshat is that you know, you're always around, right? You're always around the tree. So whenever the figs fall, so you're right there, you're the first person who can pounce on them and eat them. So why is Torah compared to a fig tree? It's just with the fig tree. Every time a person is handling it, always gets ripe figs. And the idea Rashi explains is that figs, fig trees don't ripen all. It's not like most things, they have like a ripening time in the season when, okay, now everything is ripe. But the fig tree, the way it works is that every single time, there's, every single day, there's like new, a few new figs that ripen. They don't, it's increments. It works little by little. So just when you go to the fig tree, every day there's a few new figs. So, so that's why we're saying that the Shomer Te'ina, the watchman always gets the first divs because he's always in the right place at the right time. After Whenever a person learns the most of them time, he always gets a new flavor. The more diligent there are, there's always new, a new chiddish from learning. 
So it's compared to like the, the, the deer kind of animal. Why is it compared to an ayala? Just as uh, the ayala is a very narrow womb. So therefore, the mate, everyone likes wants to mate with her. It's very good because it's very it's very pleasurable because of how tight it is. So just like as she was the first time. And the people who learn them, they love it as much. Just as like what they did in the first time. Meaning the idea of novelty never ends. That's the concept. She gives off a charm. The Torah gives like a charm, like a charisma to the people who learn it. The, the breasts of this, of this should always um, give a person sustenance. Why is Torah compared to the breasts? Just as the breasts. It's right at the same idea. It's always replenishing. There's always new milk. After every Torah, whenever you learn it, you always get a new flavor. It says you will always be very into the love. And the Gemara says, to the extent that a person will be so into learning that they'll, they won't really, they'll neglect their own needs. He was one time learning Torah in the lower place of Tzipori, in the lower market. And he left his coat all the way. He was so like engrossed in his Torah that he forgot his coat all the way in the market, the upper market. So someone came to take it, right, like to steal it because it was, it was just lying around. And there was a poisonous snake there that was protecting it. Like the snake was protecting it for its rightful owner, uh, Rebbe Lazar. Says the Gemara, what does it mean? The Pasuk Ruch, Asonos, there's people who are riding donkeys, Asonos Chorus, white donkeys, Yoshvi Al Midin, they're sitting in judgment. And they're speaking on the road. So, what is this talking about? So, they always travel. This is a very interesting concept. Tamachacham, a lot of times, has to travel in order to find. The right Torah. Schorus is white. That they they try to make the Torah white, meaning they'll do whatever it takes to get the pshat and the sugya clear. Yoshua Midin, they sit in judgment. They always make sure that whatever they paskin is true. And they go mikra. People who learn pasuk, so they learn a lot. Alderach on the road. This is people the Mishnah. The Mishnah is like the road. Because it opens it up, I guess. Sichu to speak about the Talmud is like people, the Gemara, every person that this idea is that they get from every conversation that a person has, you, they, you can learn Torah from. That's how, that's how devoted these people are uh, to Torah. Says the Gemara, that it says here in the Pasuk in Mishlei, so it's saying that don't, don't be like a liar. That's the Pasuk job. But it says, it says about this liar that he can't, he, he won't have a chance to cook whatever, whatever he lies about. So what does this mean? He won't live or have a long time, the guy who lies. So what is this idea? Somebody who pretends to be a Tamil but he's really lying. Meaning, what do you do? You try to, like, you try to accumulate too much knowledge too quickly. So you, you, you're not going to retain the information. You have to study little by little, day by day. Over time, you're going to know a lot. But if the, the Gemara is saying, if you just try to, to cram a lot of Torah into your head, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. He gets he gets caught, and Kesar Avdimi Amar explains a little bit more. Um, it's like a, a hunter used to capture birds. If each one he breaks its wings, so it can't go wide, so it will stay. If he doesn't, it won't stay. So you always have to chaz them. If you don't always chaz them, if you're not always breaking the wings and, and, and reviewing what you learn, then then you can learn a lot. But at the end of the day, you're not going to you're not going to retain the information. Says the Gemara Al Rav Amar Spar Amar Huna. My what's the meaning of the pasuk? Hon may have a yimat that wealth 
from Hevel will get smaller. But if you gather it by your hand, you'll get a lot. So what does that mean? So do you get rich or not? If you learn too many bundles at once, you're learning too many things. You're trying to bundle together half of, you know, so many Masechahs at the same time. Then it's my, then you just get small, meaning it's too confusing. It's very hard, it's very hard to, 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 to review too much when you're learning too much. You're going to forget what you learned. But if you don't do it that way, rather, and rather the way you do it is little by little, and you review it, then it's going to, then I'll learn a lot. The Rabbanon know about this. Everybody knows this is true. But the Maisa, we're not careful with this. I did it. Meaning he was careful to always review little by little and then review it. And the Maisa, my learning stayed with me. He says, How was, when we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem taught him the Torah and then he transmitted it to Kalei So how did it work? Moshe used to learn from Hashem. Aaron would come in. Moshe would teach him whatever he had learned. Aaron would leave. I'm sorry, not leave. He moved to the side of Yosef, the small Moshe. He would go to Moshe's, he would go to Moshe's left. In other words, when he was learning, he was opposite Moshe. But afterwards, afterwards, he would go to the left side, um, the left side of Moshe. And we're going to see this comes from the idea that a person should be by the right side of the teacher. So Aaron's on the left, so Aaron's on the left side of Moshe, of, of the, the left of Moshe. Next is Ubanav, Yishin, Shosh, Then Aaron's sons came in and Moshe taught them again, the same thing. Dakubanav, the kids moved to the other side. Allah's Yashav, Limin, Moshe, Allah's was on the right. Yisamah, the small, and Yisamah's to the, the small Aaron. Yisamah's to the left of Aaron. Well, Allah's was older. So he was got to sit right next to Moshe. Okay. Um Aaron at this right now, Aaron would get up and go to and go to Moshe's right. So he he was on Moshe's left, and now he went to Moshe's right. So, and what's the idea? Because now since, since someone's gonna sit on Moshe's left, it wouldn't be right for Aaron, who was the oldest, to sit to sit on um well, I'm sorry, the opposite. Since now someone's going to be sitting on Moshe's left, now it makes sense that Aaron could sit on Moshe's right. Meaning, until now it didn't make sense for, Mo, for, for him to sit on, on Moshe's right. That's the idea. But, um, but, but now that, that, that someone's going to be sitting on the left, so now perhaps someone's going to be sitting on the right, now it makes sense for Aaron, the oldest person, to move to Moshe's right. But the first, the first time I held that Aaron stayed in his place on the left, right? So that's the machlokas. So clearly, Aaron started off on, on the left of Moshe because you're not supposed to sit to the right of your Rebbe. But the question is, did Aaron move to the right of Moshe afterwards? And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. Fine. Then then this Kanem came in. Moshe taught it again. Stockless came the Kanem moved to the side. Then everybody came in. Moshe taught again. Nimsu Biad Aaron Arba comes out that Moshe had, Moshe had taught to Aaron. Aaron heard it four times. His sons had heard it three times. The elders heard it twice. I called them Echad. And the old people had heard it at least once. And Stalik Moshe, then Moshe left. And then Aaron reviewed it with everybody who was there. So Nestalik Aaron, then Aaron left. And then the sons taught to everybody who was there. Nestalik Ubanav, the sons left. And then the elders taught what they, what they had learned to everybody. Comes out that everybody heard it four times. And then in the Torah. So a very interesting concept. Moshe to Aaron, Aaron to the sons, sons to the kingdom, the kingdom to the people. Everybody had heard it four times. Person has to repeat what he's teaching, he has to repeat whatever he's teaching over four times. If Aaron was only from Moshe, Moshe was the best teacher. Moshe would be a Gvura. Moshe had heard it from Hashem. Kaf, you still see you have to Aaron not to hear four times from Moshe. Had to be it's a regular person, it's a regular person, certainly they have to hear it so many more times. You don't hear it so many times, then there's no there's no way that it's going to be 
retained. How do we know a person has to teach it, repeat it again and again to the Talmud and more and more until he mamash knows it? So it's a chiyav to teach it to the people they mamash have to know. It's not enough to say it, they have to know it. How do we know that they have to be like sadr, that they should be totally fluent in, in the Torah? How do we know that he should ever always explain the reasons for the mitzvah? You should place it in front of them, meaning it should be in a way that they can understand, they understand the reasons, they understand what's behind the law. Now the Gemara is a kasha. How come everyone didn't just learn four times from Moshe? Why was it Moshe to Aaron, then Aaron to the sons? Why not just have everybody come in and learn four times from Moshe? Says the Gemara, in order to show more honor to Aaron and his sons, we covered this kingdom, covered to this kingdom. So that's why we did it in different steps. First, we had uh, um, just Aaron learning from Moshe, and then his sons also came in, and then this kingdom also came in. Says the Gemara, another Kash, when Aaron learning from Moshe, Aaron going from Moshe, and then the sons go in and learn from Aaron four times. And then the elders go in and learn from Aaron's sons four times. And then they should go to teach the Kaleisar four times. Meaning, why do we need Moshe to teach one to, the, to, to Aaron? One to the sons, one to the uh, Zikinim, and one to Kalah Yisrael. So the Gemara answers, keeping the Moshe big Vuruh, since Moshe was the only one who heard it from Hashem, is Taya Milsa. So it's much better if Moshe was at least teaching. Everyone has to hear from Moshe at least once. Because Moshe was the source. Moshe hears it from Hashem. So everybody should get at least one turn to hear it directly from Moshe. So that's why the process was, Moshe taught it to Aaron, Aaron stays, then the sons come in, then the Zikinim, then all Kalah Yisrael. Amar Mar, Rebu the Omer, Lolam Aaron Limid Moshe Chosar. Rebu the says that when the sons came in, Aaron got up and meant to Moshe's right. The first Tana held that Aaron always stayed on the left. But the second Tana holds that now, Rebu the saying, once someone's going to be sitting to the left, it makes more sense that Aaron should be to the right. It says, Come on, Azla Tana, whose opinion does the follow Bryce or Golik? It says in the Bryce, three people are going on, this, on the road, right? You have a Rebbe and students. Harab Amsa, the teacher's always in the middle. The older student is on the right. And the and, and the is on the left. So let me read this. It's only like, it's only like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that Aaron, who was the oldest student, was at Moshe's right. Not like the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan say Aaron, Aaron stayed on the left. So it seems like that the Rabbanan don't hold over the concept that, that the older person should be on the right of the Rabbi. It was only else Aaron's tircha. Meaning, Aaron was already sitting on Moshe's left to begin with because he was the only one. So... <clears throat> so once he was uh, so once he was already on the left, we just kept him on the left. It's the terichah to tell him to get up, but but initially, of course, if there are two students, you should have the older student walking on the right of the rebbe. Says the Gemara, a very famous story. Prayed out a student. You have to repeat each thing four hundred times before he would understand it. Yom Achad be used to the middle of the mitzvah. Prayed had to leave and go do a mitzvah. But before he went to do a mitzvah, he taught the four hundred times. But this time, the the, the student didn't get it for four hundred times. So Amaleha in the Maishnah Prayer said, How come today is different? Why aren't you getting the, what, what I'm teaching you? So Amaleh, the student said, for the very second that you were told that you have to run to go to Mitzah. So I felt like you were gonna leave me in any moment. I couldn't concentrate. Every second I was saying, probably the Rapid is gonna leave now, probably he's gonna leave. So how did Rapid respond? With so much patience. He said, pay attention, I'm gonna teach you. He taught him another four hundred times. Nafka Basko Basko came up from Shemayim for Amalei and it said to Rapida, Nicholas will Abraham Yishini. Do you want to get four hundred years to your life? Or that you and your whole generation go to Olam Abba? Which one do you want? More life or Olam Abba? Amrad Niski Yonu Olam Lacham Abba. He says, and we want Olam Abba. Amr Makadosh Baruch Hu Tenuzu Vizu. Then you get both. You get longevity and you get a lot more Olam Abba. 
Says the Gemara, Amar Abchista, in Torah, nicknames Elabi Simon. The only way to really remember Torah is with Simon. You have to make the different tricks to remember it. Manix, Shinamar Sima Bifi, and put it in their mouth like your Sima as Sima now, the signs. Shamir of Taklim Rava, Azulham Dervo, Amla Altam Azmila, you learned it from that Pasik. Anan Melchmasinila, we learned it from here. It says, Atzivila Tsunim Shmilach, you should have signs for yourself. Also, Tsunim La Torah, make the signs for the Torah. My Mashu and Tsunim Shimana, how do we know Tsun means to make a sign? So in that context, we see it means to make a sign. You say to the wisdom, you're my sister, and um, to the, you're a sister, and you should call understanding to my uh, to the relatives. Also, means make signs for the Torah. So, so that we're saying mo does could also mean to make a sign, make a sign for the Torah. Make times for studying Torah. What does it mean? To, what does it mean that to make it that uh, person always has to. I guess it means that person always has to put it put in the right time. I guess to make it work. Now the Gemara just elaborates a little bit more on this. He says the Torah is not in heavens. It's not across the ocean. So we say Lobash Shmaim is not across in the heavens. Shem Shmaim, but had it been in the heavens, you'd have to pursue it. And if it was over the seas, you'd have to pursue it. So we see you mamish have to do whatever you can to get Torah. So that's the idea that you always. You should do any strategy, any tactic to remember Torah, a person is obligated to do. Now we say a different thing that we learned from the Pasuk, it's not in heaven. It means that you never find someone who's like the heavens where he thinks he's the smartest guy. It won't be found in someone who thinks that his mind is as big as the ocean. You won't find Torah in such a haughty person. You don't find it in the people who are haughty. You don't find it by people who travel, businessmen, people who peddle and settle and sell from place to place. You're not going to find Torah there. You're only going to find people the Torah by people who are, who, are, who, are, who are settled and focused and putting all their energy into learning.